0: Back from ministry, and uh, I had a very good time up north. I was in Punjab, I was in uh, Himachal, I was in um, where else did I go? Chandigarh. Uh, okay, and uh, Michael has already been in some of the meetings. I have not, uh, I think I just went and watered the seed, and in some meetings were new. But what was amazing is from the time that I went to the meetings that Michael went to, this time the seed just popped. And I had like the leaders, the pastors coming up and saying to me, like, oh, now we get it. And it's so good. And I'm so happy to see uh, what the seed, that seed does. Okay. So never give up. And when the time is right, the harvest is just there. Okay. So uh, really happy with all I had. uh, I was able to go for 10 meetings. I was out for a week and uh, just amazing. There were some meetings that were in factories. Uh, a me- one meeting was in a printing press, just like printing machines, everything, and they just come sit and uh, just it's the simplicity of people just uh, hearing the word and just coming in, making it very simple, okay? And sonship is simple. It's just a relationship between father and son. And our words are spirit and they are life. They will do what they're supposed to do. Uh, at the first meeting I went, I was struggling to speak in Hindi. I needed an interpreter. And then by the second meeting, and so in my mind, I was like, you know, isn't it better that they do it? Why am I here? Because I struggle so much with Hindi. And then by the second meeting and third meeting, I knew that it was just flowing. And I was saying things like, Ek se dusre mein chale and, uh, you know, uh, different, different words. And I might just say that uh, here. And then I realized that it's not uh, what you're speaking, it's who is speaking. Okay? And the sun is going there, and things are just shifting. And uh, by the end of the meeting, I knew why I was there. Uh, let's just say of all the meetings. So I was really excited about that. And when I went, you went because we're one body. Okay. So um, we began the year with, remember what? Everyone say beloved is awake and just say it is easy to receive. Yeah. It's easy to receive because you know why it's easy to receive? Because you're not waking up every day and believing to get something. You receive all things because you've been born into it. The devil comes and says, oh, you have to work towards this. Work towards it. Like you have to become something. But someone who is born into it is not becoming. It's in your nature. Just the way Sheetal just gets the wallet back. Maybe there was a time before she was saying, you know, it's not in my nature, it's not in my nature. But now she sleeps and she doesn't even know that it's gone missing. And then it comes back to her and then she realizes, oh, my wallet was missing and it's come back to me. That's what I mean by divine nature. Now you begin to rest in who you are. Okay. So today, so we started the year with righteousness. Then we went last week, Geetu shared on righteousness apart from works. And now we're going to talk about application of righteousness. I'm going to begin with healing. Then Hebron's going to come up, talk about maybe finances. And Geetu is going to come and talk about relationships. And we want to make it a little practical for you. Okay. So that... The minute you see, you receive. And receiving is very, very simple. Everything begins. So I began the year with telling you that there are two rems. There are two kinds of people in this world. And in Hindi I say it like, two type prakār ke aadmi hai. manushya hai, putra hai. That means there's mankind, humankind, Adam kind, and then there is the sun kind. Sun does not mean mean male. Sun is a new species. A new creation. Because it says there's neither male nor female in Christ, but a new species. Does the is the Holy Spirit, does the Holy Spirit have a gender? It's the spirit of Christ. God's spirit. And so new creation is a new species. The mind cannot fathom it because the mind wants to put it in, oh, male. But sun is a new species. So I say a new Bible. In the Hindi it says new shrishti. New species. So in Adam, there is Adam race in the world. And Adam race has death in it. That was the judgment that came on Adam. But the minute you got born again, born again, no one's eyes closed. Wide eyes. Not even like this. Like that. I'm seeing everyone's eyes. Geetu told me last week there were people closing their eyes. I said, Geetu, now you know how I see everybody. (laughs) I have to keep telling them to open their eyes. Okay? Born again. That means one had to die. Two people can't be born again in one body. One has to die to be born again. So born again, when we had communion, is to remember what? Not in Adam. Adam died. So death also died born again in a new realm born from above in Christ so in this world but not of this world there are two people in this world Adam race and sun race now the bible says I want to take a few scriptures but the bible says the lamp of the body is the eye I have not put that up there but hear me If the eye is good, the whole body is full of light. That word good is not good in Greek. That word good is single. When the eye is single, the whole body is full of light. The lamp of the body is the eye. In Ephesians, it says, What is the eye? It says, The eyes of our understanding getting enlightened. That means waking up so that you can receive all the inheritance that he has for you. So everything about you and me, when it talks about it's all in the heavenly places, it's not up there. All the blessings of God are in Christ in your spirit. Whatever is spirit is real because the spiritual things make the physical things. So everything is here. And then how does it come out of here into the natural for you? For some, it might be you want a physical healing in your body. For some, it might be in your finances. For some, you want your relationships to get fixed. But how does the kingdom work? The kingdom works in a certain manner. If you co-labor with the Holy Spirit, it's very, very easy. Very, very easy to have all of that come into you. Say, yes, it is easy. He said it, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's very easy. It becomes heavy or difficult is because we, my one foot is in Adam and one foot is in Christ. Double-minded person. So now what happens, it's like one eye is looking here, one eye is looking here. You're cockeyed. To look somewhere and to focus, both eyes are looking at one place. So when you're becoming single-minded, what is communion? Being single-minded, I'm not an Adam, I'm in Christ. And the Bible says in John 17, how do I sanctify them? Jesus says, I have sanctified them. That means I've separated them by the truth, your word is truth. So how do you divide the line between Adam and you? By truth, by truth. They loved this example. When I went up north, I told them I said, you're an Indian gone to Sri Lanka, and they loved it. This example, I said, when you go to Sri Lanka, do you check your passport every day? And I said, if the government says go pay one lakh rupees, only Sri Lankans will pay. I said, will you run to go pay? No. I said, why? Because I'm Indian. I said, if they say in Sri Lankan blood, there is this new thing come. It's only detected in Sri Lankan blood. Will you go check tomorrow with the doctor? You'll rest because you know you're Sri Lankan. So what are you constantly doing in conversations? You are sanctifying in everything you'll end up sanctifying because you know you're in Sri Lanka, but you're not Sri Lankan. We are in this world, but we're not of this world. And why will that Indian constantly sanctify and separate? Because he knows he's by blood born different. And that's what the father expects you to do. That's how the kingdom life flows in every situation of yours. So there are two things. One is sanctifying. Being single-minded about your origin, you're not in Adam, you're in Christ. And then all things begin to flow. Rishi shared this morning, abide in me and my words abide in you. And then you will be fruitful, that your joy may be full. All of that life from the wine flows in the branch by single-mindedness. Now, how do you get single-minded in small things? Someone wrote to me about some big issue, about an MRI and should I do it? And they found us online and uh, they wrote to me yesterday and said, I need to talk to you. Should I be doing this? No, but I believe that I'm, you know, I'm born again, blah, 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 all of this. And I believe I'm a son and all of that. I said, please go to the doctor, listen to what the doctor is saying, do that, follow the instructions and hear the teachings alongside. If you have not taken down a cold Please don't walk on water. If the doctor says there's cancer in your body and all of these things, it's foolishness. It does not work like that. The Holy Spirit works in small things with you. That's why I said begin with money. You have it in your pocket. Start there. Be faithful there. Then you see certain things. Then I began. You know when rheumatoid arthritis came way before. I started off with. I told you with periodic pains. Father started showing me. Why do you believe this? It's of the curse. Then I resisted and I started, I saw the cross redeemed. OK, this is my new inheritance. OK, no pills, no, no not for three months, nothing. I'm not going to take it. I resisted. It came, resist, resist, doesn't say fight, resist. And then it left. Oh, victory. Now, second, there was my hair. Oh, victory. Then things came. It was very easy from small things. So you walk gradually, you know, and there's not time where I pick up the phone. I need to verify it also. Because it was my own journey. He begins in the small. How do you learn swimming? I've been to s- learn swimming. I still don't know. I know how to float. <laughs> so even in Maldives, when I was kind of like going down, I just floated and I came to the, to the water. I will not say what that story is. Forget it. Uh, what I'm trying to say is, first they make you go in the shallow and just do leg movements. It's very irritating. Just start with the legs. And then you keep on doing the legs for half an hour. Then you do the hands. And then one time, all things are coordinating naturally. You're not focusing on head, legs, foot, whatever is going on. It's happening naturally. The breathing also comes naturally. But the same way the Father teaches you with small things. So, sonship, when you come into the kingdom, it's a relationship. We don't make up when problems come. That is, Christians and sheep do that. Suddenly, when problem comes, come to church and pray. And I want to walk on water. I am believing this you'll die. Please don't do this foolishness. I'm just giving you, really, if you want to see life, I I shared Asha's testimony up north about the liver. The end result of that will be life. I told this lady, the end result, whatever, will be life for you. Just follow the Holy Spirit and listen to the sermons because it's an ongoing journey with you. Say yes. Okay, now let's read one. 2 Corinthians 5. Okay, I'm going to read a few scriptures. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh. So neither do you regard yourself according to the flesh. Okay, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, are you in Christ? Are you sure? Or you're half in Adam, half in Christ? It first begins by believing who you are. I told you in Beloved, this is true. You're not the same how you came. If you're in Beloved, you're in school. Jesus school. New programming going on in you. And you have to just co-labor. If you are in Christ, you are a new creation. That means Jesus made the sun, the moon, the stars. Adam was created. And then 2000 years later, a new species popped up on earth. That is you and me. We are a new species. It says, see this, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. What is old? Whole Adam nature in you has gone. Old things have passed away. What does it say? Behold means what? Just see you know what believing is if you saw it now you know it the bible says the eyes of our understanding that means if i see it i got it and that's why the devil just wants you to hide you from seeing it because if you see it if i see it my father expects me to even walk it out i showed it to you Now you live by it because I will not show you anything more than what you walked out with what I've already shown you. Have you done that? That's why I can't cry about certain things because I know much. He's shown me much, so I have to live by it. Do you know every cell in your body is taking notes from you? Don't confuse it. What is resurrection life? In any body, even cancer, is their own cells start fighting each other, they've forgotten. I'm in this body, I'm supposed to protect this body. They are only fighting and killing it. They've gone into some split personality. So when you believe who you are, now because of believing you speak who you are, you're coming into one alignment, single-mindedness. Do you know every cell in your body is also listening to you? Oh, she believes that she says it. Oh, we are life. That's how everything, that's what high immunity is. Coming in your body. Double-mindedness is when it's attacking, when I had rheumatoid arthritis, I was in two, Adam also, in Christ. One day I'm Jesus, one day I'm taking some scriptures, sometimes some scriptures, confused. And rheumatoid arthritis is what? Your own cells are fighting against each other. And then when I became single-minded about who I am, no, I'll die believing I'm a new creation, it's not in my nature to fall sick. It's not in my nature. Boom. Everything disappeared. What was that? I'm telling you, the spiritual realm is so real. The truth is very real. Everything about the kingdom, about you and me, is one. And you have to be very serious about who you are. No playing games with it. I'm not an Adam, I'm in Christ. Go to the cross with it. Otherwise, whatever I'm doing, whatever you're doing, is just religion. Say, I'm going to be true. I am true to who I am. Yeah. Okay? See this. All things have become new. Behold, look, all things have become new. All things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. Matthew 6.33 Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. What is righteousness? In simple words, you don't do anything to become righteous. You were born righteous. That means God kind, God nature. Godliness means God likeness. That's why your sonship and my sonship, it's a rest. The rest is that it is by blood that I don't have to work this out to be a son by quoting scriptures every morning. That I can rest that I was born a son. And the reason why I see the scripture and I believe now is like me being an in Indian in Sri Lanka. I'm believing it because it is the truth. Otherwise, it will be I'm deceiving myself. I'm Indian, but in Sri Lanka, because I'm hanging around with so many Sri-, Sri Lankans, now I think I'm Sri Lankan, acting like a Sri Lankan. When everything about my nature and passport is actually I'm Indian. See, after you start believing who you are naturally, you'll start seeing like things that are happening with Sheetal. I told you this many years, I don't know if you all even remember. I said you'll wake up and know by the things that are happening around you who you are. This is because you don't even know that you started resting in who you are now. So it's one thing for the Indian first to go. Sri Lankans just look like Indians and all they get all hassled. He's looking at his passport every day. I'm Indian, I'm Indian. After some time he rests. He doesn't need to look at his passport. He knows. He was born. So now he keeps the passport aside and now he's living free because his Indianness is by blood. It's not by the passport. Passport is simply showing him or reminding him who he is. You are understanding what I'm saying. John 16, 5. This is the Holy Spirit. So you got born again, you've come into this realm, and now the Holy Spirit came into you. For what? See this. Now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. That's already done. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. What is he convicting you of now? Read. Beloved is mature church of righteousness because i go away and you see me no more do you see jesus is he at the right hand of the father so in this world today what is he convicting you of righteousness he only convicted you of sin when you didn't know him now you're in christ he convicts you that means constantly telling you you're different baba not Adam son sanjat means not adamic you are son by blood that's what communion is constant reminder blood body blood body and not adam christ christ different bloodline and so you're becoming single-minded so now he's convicting you of righteousness and of judgment that the ruler of this world has been judged it says in hebrews death has been destroyed the one who had power of death so what should your in your life you should always get life expect life i don't care what i always tell them you call me you want medicine and all please go doctor and all end result i said you keep hearing beloved sermons end result life however you got it end result life start taking down in the small things okay see this i still have many things to say to you but you cannot bear them now however when the spirit of What did Jesus also say? How do I sanctify them? Separate them from Adam and in another realm. By sanctify them by the word, your word is truth. So in all things I separate by truth. Where will I get truth? The word is a discerner what is from Adam and what is in Christ. I'll make this more applicable in a few minutes. Okay, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. So what is the Holy Spirit simply doing first? He shows you truth. What did he show me about me when I was getting pain? He just showed me truth. He didn't say I'm coming and healing you and all. He showed me truth. Priya, this comes from Adam. You've been believing this because the whole world calls this normal. So even you call this normal. But my truth says this is not normal. This happens for Adamic race not for sun rays. So now what was my job to do? So he showed me the truth. Now my job is to sanctify and resist. It simply says, resist the devil, and he will flee. In Ephesians, when it talks about the whole armor of God, it simply says, you put on the whole armor, but it's not talking about fighting. It's talking about standing. And then it talks about, you know what? The stand against what? The wiles of the devil, the tricks, the lies of the devil, the lies. So he's so cunning, he will lie and make it look normal. And so if you think you're hanging out with Adam race, you'll also think it's normal. So you're not even receiving something because you think it's normal. That's why you sanctify, oh, it's not normal. And now I sanctify by the truth, resist. So it tried to come, no, 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 sorry. I'm different race. And it flees. 12 years, 15 years, no more. It's so easy to receive. Now let's look, see this. He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Do you know who was glorified when I received that? I started walking in the new, that the world gets pains, but hello, I don't. Who is glorified? The Father, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said, he will take of mine and declare it to you. So what does the Holy Spirit do? He guides you into truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. First comes truth, then comes life. First comes truth, then comes inheritance. The eyes of my understanding opening up to what? To the truth of my new species, my new creation, realities. And then even as I'm resting, I'm not fighting it to become it now. No, this is mine. Now, how do I do that? Even if the things come, I don't change it just because Oh, I still see it in my body. No, I believe the truth because it is the truth. Sons, you believe the truth because it is the truth. Not because certain things happen. I believe I can't lose anything. And I recently lost some things also. I don't change it just because things start going, oh, I started losing things. No, I believe it because it is the truth. (laughs) It's who I am. It's like a lion is a lion, whether he has long hair or short hair. And he goes and sits and all, but he doesn't change suddenly into a dog now. I have short hair. My hair is not growing. Array, you're a lion, Jat. You can be skinny and fat, but you're still a lion by blood. It is like that. Your, the Believing is not a feeling. Believing is a decision. Say that. Believing is a decision about who I am. That means the Indian is in Sri Lanka, he believes it because it is the truth. Even if he looks ditto like another Sri Lankan. Same, everything, complexion, same, same nose, everything, they look identical. But the blood still sanctifies, you're not. You might look exactly like that, but you're not. Believing is by blood, that means it's a decision. That's why we believe it and you'll see it. I know that people are going to start seeing just healing come in through single-mindedness, no double-mindedness about who you are, very serious about your origin, no playing games with it, okay. Ephesians one seventeen, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? I'll stop there. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance? That means there's so much of inheritance for you. There's divine nature. There's so many things. You're supposed to reign in life here. Not when you die and go to heaven. Here. Reign in life here. Those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. That means I'm right with God. Righteousness simply means by blood. Simple. Just know Adam had to work, was a slave, had to labor. When I became a son of God, you receive all things because you were born of him. I will receive all things from my mom. It's because I'm born from her. She loves me. Simple bloodline. That's righteousness. It's got nothing to do with works. Father and son relationship. Simple. It's not like trying to understand right. It literally means because you're born. And now I'll separate myself. No many, how many people come? They work in my family, but I know they are working, but I will receive all things is because I'm hers. It's by blood. Okay. See this. So the eyes of our understanding are being enlightened and that's how all the inheritance is coming in. Romans 5:17. For if by one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. How are you reigning? By receiving, by sanctifying constantly, separating yourself into another realm. I'm not here. I am in Christ. My portion is different. Romans 12.2 Do not be conformed to this world Do not be conformed to Adam, but be transformed. I told you that word transformed in Greek is transfigured, like how Jesus transfigured on the Mount into white. So it's saying here, be transfigured by the renewing of your mind. That means reprogramming of your mind. So that you may prove what is the good, acceptable and perfect will. What was my pain, perfect will of God? What was his will? I died for it. My blood has paid no more. So I renewed, came on this side, sanctified it, and now I see that life in me. But you begin in the small things, the easy things. When you started maths, did you directly go to boards? Maybe some did. I still failed in simple things as to buy fruits to bribe my teachers in school. I'm not kidding, I did that because my teacher always told me I was dumb because I used to study one day before the exam. But maths, you can't study one day before the exam. And then after I came to the Lord, this one teacher came, Parashuram. And I was doing something because I wanted to go abroad. And he told me like it was honey to my ears. He said, you are so intelligent. You're one of my brightest students. I was like, what? Because <laughs> all my life I've been told I'm dumb in maths. He's saying, who told you that? And then it was literally like a lie so intelligent I was like yes I'm a new creation such lies have been told to you Romans 10 okay but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven that is to bring Christ down from above or who will descend into the Abyss that is to bring Christ up from the dead but what does it say the word is near you what is near you say the truth is near me it is in my mouth it is in my heart yes that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead you will be saved for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation what does this mean with the heart one believes unto righteousness it means I saw it see All that the father wants to do, the cross simply shows you disorder. It shows you where the disorder is. And then his purpose to show you that is so that he can bring in his order. I told you when Adam partook of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, what happened? Death came into this world. And then everything went in disorder. The lion started eating the lamb started falling sick, death started coming in, creation died, everything. What is disease in your body? Disorder. In relationships, disorder, whatever, whether it's relationship issues or whatever, finances, money problems, disorder. And then you see the cross and then you say, but Jesus died to bring an order in my life. So now how do I separate? I just believe it unto righteousness. I don't care what I see. I will believe this truth first is because what he has shown me. That's how I personally live my life. I just need to see it. And then if I see it, then this is mine because I saw it, not because my circumstance also matched to it right now. We believe the truth because it is the truth. Whether the Indian wakes up and sees or doesn't believe it, everybody knows he's Indian in Sri Lanka, only him He may not believe it because now he's gone by hundred other people saying it because now he's forgotten also, he's not looked at the passport, he's forgotten. He's living like a Sri Lankan in Sri Lanka but he's actually Indian that you and I know, that the government also knows. That is what the devil tries to do. He tries to make you common. When you are not common, you are uncommon. You are holy. That's what it means to be holy means set apart. You're not Adam, you're sun species, new species. And in all things you sanctify it. So the world presents a normal and that's why the Bible is so important when you look at the word. In relationships, you know, recently I came to know you see patterns, how there are. And then when you see patterns, like for example, when they go for deliverance ministries, they can go for deliverance ministries and they can say something, okay, you're free from this, the mother had cancer, you had cancer, they are free from it and someone can lay hands, they can get healed. But see, if you don't know who you are, you need to come and fill in that space there, after your healing, to stay in the new identity. Otherwise, that's why people say, but he prayed for me, I got healed and again the sickness came back. It's because you can kick it out. Like a building, if it's illegal, if I pull it down. If I leave the land open, there can be another trespasser there. I need to come and fill it in and build mine. That means you come in, fill the gap that, no, I'm a son now. I resist it. I stand. Even when the first time I got my healing of anorexia, I remember when I was miraculously healed. I didn't know any Christian, nothing. I saw the word. I saw it. Jesus, you died on the cross. I'm going to rest. I got miraculously healed. I knew something left me. A few days later, I felt like certain something's coming back and that time I just said, nope, it's done. I resisted and it went. The same with rheumatoid arthritis. I told you when I was believing for eight months, I didn't see something. I was in two minds constantly battling, sometimes this, sometimes that and the day I decided no, it's not in my nature to fall sick. I believe I'm a new creation. I just became single-minded, everything started, I told you, I heard uh, there was a program going on, Celebration City, Faith Fusion, someone said knees, chains falling off someone's knees, I instantly felt everything left, I bent down, I got up, everything had gone, but then three days later everything came back and this voice came, see you lost your healing. And then what did I have to do, I didn't lose it, I resisted it and I said no, I'm sorry, I believe the truth because it's not in my nature to fall sick. Fourth day, everything disappeared, 12 days. The word, you believe it because it is the truth. That's how we start receiving it. The cross shows you. So you see, no, mother had it, father had it. Yeah, but uh, now I can't have it is because I'm a new species. I am a new creation. Then what happens sometimes you might get symptoms, whatever. (laughs) I'm sorry. I believe the truth because it is the truth. You start in the small things. The bigger things, they will not come. Your bloodline and your sonship is by birth. The devil tries to make it more heavy and says, every day wake up and come on, let's get working, let's quote scriptures. But your reason why you're quoting scriptures is not to make it happen. The reason why you're doing that is simply to remind you who you are because you may have forgotten and you've made yourself common with the whole Adamic race. The reason why, this is like a rest. I thank you Father that my, who I am is not because I'm quoting who I am because it is the truth. It's by blood I was born. And if I'm born, I see it at the cross, then this is my inheritance, it will be added to me. I'm not running after it to make it mine. This is who I am. So the promises of God are all yes and amen in Christ. That means finished. So I see it. Yeah, this is mine. Now it looks like it's not happening. Relax. Don't try and make it yours. That means oh, I need to quote it to make it mine. I need to claim it. Claim it. No. It is yours by blood. Relax. It's mine by blood. And no no circumstance is going to tell me whether this is mine or not. I believe this is mine is because it is by blood, it's born, it's attached to me. Superman will fly whether he believes it or not. He also looks like, in, like us but he's not one of us. But why will he fly? It's in his nature. I'm giving you a metaphor, an analogy, his hair can take the whole weight of this building maybe. Why? It is in his nature. So look at the promises of God like laws to you. You'll hear it in the other sons. They're laws, that means it's in your nature that all of these things will start happening. But the father wants you to do only one thing so that all of the life can flow in those situations of yours. He wants you to become single-minded. No more confusion. Say, sons are single-minded. And the reason why I am single-minded is because it is the truth. I only hear my father's voice. Yeah. The voice of a stranger. That means, Adam, we don't hear. I know him, and he knows me. Yes? You're going to start receiving so simply, so simply. Because you're not trying to make it yours he shows it to you and now it is mine because it is the truth now i'll rest in it i don't care anything else because it is the truth that's it of who i am and that's your point you don't check your circumstances to match and see no a son believes it believes unto righteousness and confession is made unto salvation that means i believed it first now I start talking it, everything is because now my heart really believes. So obviously, from my believing, I will speak it. Unto salvation. Yeah? We're going to get somebody else. Now Hebron is going to come. He's going to share on finances. And then Geetu is going to come. Beloved, is awake. No slumber. No, because the word is going forth. Okay? Come, Hebron.
1: It's funny that uh, some of the stuff that Priya uh, covered were some of the things that I was going to cover, uh, although I didn't put the scripture there, but uh, that's, that's how one you are and um, that's how one we are. Um, so yeah, moving on to uh, even as we've started off this year, again, talking about righteousness and just talking about uh, knowing that you're the righteousness of God, I, I, I really love that we are getting our foundations again because it's so true to know <clears throat> how righteous you are. Okay, not by your works, not by anything you do, but because of what Christ has done for you. Uh, I want to just uh, take a story. I want to get back into Abraham's life for a minute. Uh, I'm just going to narrate the entire story of Abraham's life. I'm not going to um, refer to the scriptures here. Um, most of so, I, it's important that I'm doing this because I know most of you uh, may not be familiar with this. Um, you've either come, you're new sons here. May or may not. I'll just rush it, uh, run this through with you. Okay. Um, so Abraham's story starts in Genesis chapter 12, okay? And uh, Abraham, back then, he was known as Abram. And, uh, it says, like, you know, the Sunday God met with him and said, uh, Abraham, uh, Abram, I want you to leave your house, uh, your, leave your father's house. Now he was 75 years old, okay? When God came and met him, uh, Abraham was 75 years old. Uh, he was married to Sarah, who was 10 years younger, probably 65. And, uh, God calls him and says leave your father's house and I will make you into a na- great nation. So God makes him a promise saying that I will make you into a great nation and he's at 75 and he doesn't have children, okay? Um even back at that then at that time 75 was not a year age for people to be having children, okay? They would live long lives and uh, they had a, you know in terms of uh lifespan they had a longer uh, longer lifespan then but even at 75 was uh, was an old age for anyone to start bearing children okay and uh, God makes this promise to him and he listens okay he listens to God and says okay he leaves his father's household at the age of 75 and uh, he goes uh, takes his wife with him and they decide to go to a foreign land okay so they move there and um, yeah. So he sets out somewhere down the line there was this famine and Abraham with his wife he decides to go to Egypt. Okay. He goes to Egypt and um when he's he he arrives at Egypt, he, he tells his wife, he says, Hey, listen, uh, you're very beautiful, I know, and uh, just imagine, okay, she's at sixty-five and she still looks beautiful. Okay. I know you're in the new covenant, and all of y'all are very beautiful as well. Um, uh, so he says to her, he says, Listen, um, why don't we go, you go there, when you arrive here, just tell people that you are my sister. Okay. You know, in Romans four, one, three, it says, okay. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Can someone take PP's phone? <laughs> okay. So, okay. Many, many times in the New Covenant, Abraham's name is mentioned, popped up over and over again. And if you're you're reading the New Covenant, you'll see Abraham's name keeps coming up uh, very often. And it always keeps saying, you know, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Okay. So he believed God. Okay. But here he is in Egypt and now he's, he's he's, he's about to tell a lie. And he's going and lying, and he t- he tells Sarah, his wife, he says, listen, go and tell them that, you know, uh, you're my sister, so that my life will be spared for your sake. And uh, so obviously, okay, somewhere down the line, he um, didn't believe that he would be, that God would make him do, many uh, many generations would come out through him. Okay, so he, spe- he feared for his life. So... Uh, And I'll get back to why the Bible, why it always mentions that it says that Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Okay, so he goes there. He goes down to um, Egypt. Uh, Pharaoh looks uh, looks at Sarah, finds her attractive, at sixty five, and he decides to take her to his um, palace. So Abraham was spared, and he was fine, but uh, God uh, caused them cause Pharaoh to, and his entire household to have like a disease, okay, come along them. And Pharaoh was su- super upset. He was like, what have you done to me, okay? I didn't even know that she was your wife. And uh, eventually he lets him off go. He lets him go. And now he lets him go with livestock, cattle, servants, maidservants, and money. Okay, so he sends him off with riches, okay? So it, uh, think about this. He comes there, okay? He lies. He Obviously, he some point, somewhere down, he... Uh, he didn't believe that uh, the truth that God would make him into a, many, a great nation because he feared for his life. Okay, he feared for his life. He 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 lied, and the end result of that was God still went in, ahead and you know um, caused a disease on over Pharaoh and his household, and he ends up leaving Egypt rich. Okay, uh, moving down to Genesis 15. Okay, story continues. Abraham is still somewhere down, um, wandering off here and there. Okay. Suddenly, again, God um, speaks to him and says the same thing again. I will make you into a great nation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then he laughs. Okay. He Abraham laughs. He says, uh, "But I don't have a son." He says, "Who am I going to? Who's going to? Who's going to be heir to my uh, inheritance?" Okay. And and God says that you will have a son. Okay. And He speaks to him. Um, later on, we see in Genesis 16 um sarah his wife he decides she decides you know what uh, if god's going to give you the son, might as well you know uh, it's not happening through me Why don't you go sleep with one of our maid servants hagar so he goes ahead he listens to his wife he goes ahead and uh yeah so hagar gets pregnant but you know that when god was speaking he doesn't uh when he gave him the promise his promises don't come with you know around the bush okay through some other means like Abraham was probably thinking he's helping God uh, fulfill his promise. But God's promise was for Abraham to have a wife with, have a, have his generation through his wife, Sarah. Okay. Um, so a few years pass, he's got a son through, not through Sarah, his wife, through his uh, maidservant. Okay. And now his, Abraham is 99 years old. Okay. So when God asked him to leave, he was 75 almost 25 years have passed, okay, he's 99 years old and still no no son from him, okay, still no um, promise still no Isaac on the way and he was 99, his wife was 90, okay, Uh, and then Abraham, this is the part where he actually goes, he laughs and he says, will a son be born to a man of 100 and will my wife Sarah be able to bear at 90, okay, but God says to him, yes, you will, okay, by this time next day, you will have a son. Um, uh, Abraham continues with his life. We move into Genesis 20. Okay, Genesis 20, uh, they move into King Abimelech's uh, land. Okay, there was a king there. And again, Abraham feared for his life. Just, so just imagine this, okay, same thing again. He, he knew that his wife was beautiful at 90 years old. At 90 years old, his wife is beautiful, and he says the same thing. He says, let's tell them that you are my sister, uh, so that my life will be spared again. Again, you know, um, God makes him this promise. He's having this, you know, uh, encounters with, with, the, with the, his heavenly father, and Abraham is going and messing it up. God still says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Okay? Eventually, uh, he does, uh, so, yeah. He goes to Abimelech's house, household uh, in this kingdom. King Abimelech sees Sarah, finds her attractive, takes him uh, as his wife, takes her as his wife, uh, in the. Okay, sorry, not as his wife, takes him uh, in his palace, and uh, and then again the Lord. Uh, shut the wombs of all those all the women there and he causes a disease over all this household and uh, King Abimelech says what have I done like what's what am I missing out here, okay? And again, he says he goes and tells Abraham He's saying what why don't you tell me that she was your wife, okay? Uh, again, it was not their, his their fault they didn't know okay, uh, but God I want you to see something that how God is still fighting for even though you're making your mistakes, okay? Because God called him righteous. God called him righteous, and no matter how many times he's messed up, he's messed up a couple of times. Okay, Uh, He's still, God is still making things, all things work together uh, to make that promise come alive, and sparing Abraham's life. Okay, Um, long story short, Abimelech finally says, "Okay, you go, leave, leave this place. Again, take some wealth and riches with you." He's going out again from this, from his palace, rich again. Okay, Uh, just see that. Okay, he's messing up God's, uh, sparing his life. He's leaving rich, richer than he was before. And, uh, yeah, and then next year, uh, then he gets a son. uh, And, you know, then you know the rest of the story. Okay, why did I share the story of Abraham's life? Okay, so what happened to you when you became born again? Um, You received the word, you heard the word, and uh, that word were quickened inside of you and it came alive and you changed realms we've been speaking about this for for a while the moment you believed god okay you changed your realm from the from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of life into the kingdom of light you moved okay immediately that was and what effort did it take for you to believe did it take any effort on your part yes no no it was as simple as you just believing a truth the word came okay that Okay, that Jesus is uh, the one to, uh, to give you the, the way to the Father. Believe in him and you shall be saved. You believe that truth and you came into the kingdom just like that. Okay, that was how easy it was. So the moment you became born again, you became the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Okay, that was, and so it's important that you know that as simple as it took for you to just believe that truth and make you the righteousness of God, you will forever be righteous that 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 truth right there, you will always forever be righteous by simply believing that one truth. Abraham, he believed God when God said, you know, I will make you into a great nation, leave this land. He believed and went at 75 years old. Later down the line, so that was, that was the point where his turning point where he became the righteous, it was credited to him as righteousness, okay? The same way as you became born again, you are now the righteousness of God, okay? No matter what you do after that, Okay, it's not gonna change your right standing with him. We've already spoken about what does it mean to be righteous. It means that you are right with God. And righteousness is not something you do. You were born righteous. So as you were born again, when you were born again, you were born righteous. Okay, so I don't, nothing about what you do after that or don't do can ever change that about you. Because it is who you are, it is that you were born. Okay, so uh, that's the reason why Abraham. No matter how many times he's messed up in the past, righteousness was always fighting for him. Righteousness was always making things come around and making thing, making him richer. Okay, Make, he's making. He's messing up. God is making him richer. He's doing. He's messing up again. God is making him richer. More cattle, more livestock, more money, and he's just being richer and richer. Okay, um, uh, so that's that's the truth. I wanted you to get that. Uh, you know, it's funny, right now in the world, I don't know if you're aware, you may or may not be aware, there's this whole culture uh, talking about, you know, all this gender neutral uh, nonsense. Rubbish. But it's, a, it's absolute garbage. Uh, I'll just give you a brief what it's talking about. So a lot of people, uh, especially the Western culture, a lot of uh, people suddenly, like males, is not even just the homosexuals, they're just uh, males who just decided one day, I identify as a female. And or females to say I identify as a male, and they want to be they wanted to be uh, addressed such and such, and uh, they they go out doing surgery. Uh, you know they do a lot of these procedures and treatments and changing everything about their body, all because they're trying to be something that they are not. Okay, or being being something that they were born with, and no matter what you do, okay, no matter how many surgeries, no matter how many procedures you undergo under under the, under the knife. You will never ever change who you are. If you are born a male, you are born a male. If you were born a female, you were born a female. No matter what you look like, no matter how your voice sounds, no matter how many hormonal shots you take, you are not going to change anything about that. Because the man will always provide the seed, and the woman is always going to be the one who bears a child. Okay. No matter what you do, you cannot change that. So, your righteousness cannot be changed. Okay. Know this truth because it's very important as, as I'm about to um, take you ahead and show you that how righteousness works for you, only just believe that you are the righteousness of God. That's all you do, okay? You already believed one time and you became righteousness of God, don't forget that. Uh, you know, Priya mentioned again, being single-minded, very important, okay? So, so, we are righteous not because of what we do, but what he has done, and we are born righteous okay um so just a quick um like a little background about my life what happened uh i was in a church before this um it was a good church everything was you know like how a church would be when you've been to different places i a couple of years before I, I got into the worship team and you know i thought wow this is good i'm i'm doing these good things for god okay and now i know you hear about righteousness, you hear about, you know, it's not by works, not by this, but subconsciously, okay, you don't even really know this about yourself, but you're actually believing a lie, and you're believing, you know what, because I'm doing all these good things for God, you know, that's why I should get something. And I remember this one time, this was my third year of degree college. You don't ever fail, okay, third year degree college. It's it's that too in India. Like, who whoever fails uh, third year. And I remember... Um I, I flunked when my results came, I I flunked into this one subject and I was like very disappointed. I was disappointed and I was angry with God because I I felt like, you know, hey, I'm doing all these things for you. I'm so involved in the church and doing all these things, and you know, I you know, um where were you? You know? And I was I was I was disappointed and I was sad because I was I, I thought, you know, I would get something, that you know, I'm doing all these things, maybe God's gonna just work this out for me. And and I was angry and upset. And I, and I, the reason I'm sharing this is because sometimes you may be, you're in the kingdom, um, and you feel like you're doing all these good things, okay, for God. But the reason you receive all things is not because of what you do. And it's very important that you get this, because you will always be the righteous, righteousness of God because of what He has done. Okay, so know this truth that nothing you can do will ever earn you any favor from Him. You are favored because you believe the truth and you changed. Your realm from this, this from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. That is why you will always receive His goodness and favor in your life, and not because of what you do. So don't ever try to earn something from Him. Don't ever try to do things to please Him or try to impress Him. Do it because you're a life-giving spirit and because you know the truth. Amen. Um, about my job, I was so um, I've shared this testimony before about how I was in this company for a long time and um, just. Trying to get out of the company because um, just wanted a different change of the job for a long time. And so, I in the past I would say, I would say all these scriptures and quote all these scriptures about you know uh, I'm not I'm the righteous of God. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm the top. You know all these all these affirmative affirmation scriptures and all of that just to make you feel good. And uh, I'm not condemning any of you who do speak it. But uh, what I want to share is that that everything about your life comes from rest, in knowing that you are righteous, and everything will come on its own, will work it, it's, uh, itself out for you by doing nothing. Okay, and just resting in this truth is what will get you all things. And we've, we've this is, if you, if you, even if you hear, you listen to all our testimonies, all our testimonies come back to one thing, is about how we just rest in this one truth, and let truth, uh, let righteousness work for you. So I was in this company for a long time, Trying to get uh, you know a break out of there, and many of my colleagues they were moving out, and uh, I could see they were getting places where, uh, getting jobs where, it didn't look it looked like it's a better money, but there was like some sort of a, like a slavely slave kind of mentality where they were just overwork you. These companies would just overwork you, and it was just it was just hard. And uh, I remember, um, you know, I. And when this truth came alive, so, okay, where's Galatians, come down. This truth came alive to me, okay, Galatians 2.20, okay. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. This truth came alive to me a while back, uh, which you've heard, it, you've heard it so often, uh, but the truth of that is, If you know that you died, okay, it's not you anymore. It's not you anymore, it's Christ in you. So everything about your life is gonna, you don't even have to ask the question of why this is not happening, am I doing something wrong? It's not you anymore. So it can't be you doing anything wrong. So um, when I was busy looking for a job and it took me a while, maybe five years, you know, I was just in this old company, stuck there and, um, all of a sudden this word came alive to me and I decided, you know what, nothing doing, I'm not gonna change who I am, or I'm not trying to start doing something because I can't see things working out. I'm just gonna rest in the fact and knowing that I died and it is all Christ who lives in me. And uh so I got us got a um call from this company where this opportunity came up and uh, it was a good it was a good um position, I would say, but um they were weren't offering me like the salary that they were that the position actually holds. They were just offering me like a normal 30% hike over my current position or current uh, salary. And I remember I just decided, you know what? Um, if I'm going in for this position, I'm going to ask for how much the position holds, okay? And I decided to just go and say, "This is what I want, and uh, this is what I I want, and that's it." And I remember the HR, she was like this. Uh, being all, you know, anyways. She was being like, no, this is can't be done. You know, uh, what are you expecting? And I know, you know you're in HR, you know these things. Uh, but uh, she, was, she was saying, this cannot be done. It's never happened in the history, so you can forget about it. Because I was asking her for 100% of hike uh, over my current salary. And she said, it's not possible. You forget about it. Uh, she's saying, are you willing to negotiate? I said, no, this is what I want and i said that's it okay i'm not going to invite it and i said uh, she said no problem we'll have to look out for someone else i said yeah that's fine you know knowing the righteousness of god we don't run after things we're not going to run after things uh, and try to help god like abraham did he was trying to get his promised child through somebody else or try to you know make another means for help i will help god fulfill the promise you don't need to help god okay he's helping you okay so you rest and know the truth of who you are okay so I just decided to know that hey, I died. I'm not going to do anything. It's all Christ in me right now. If Christ wants a 100% hike, Christ will get it. Okay, and uh, so a month went by, no calls from them, and I just decided to move on and continue my life. And I was still in this continuing in my job, knowing that whatever was going to happen, I didn't. I completely forgot about the job. Okay, uh, a month later, they got back to me. They said, "Hey, listen, yeah, um, we've considered your." <laughs> Your offer, we would we'll give you the hundred percent hike, and uh, and we'll give you <clears throat> all these things, etc. Whatever you want it for, and I said, and yeah. So that's that's how I, you know, I, that's when it uh, it, it uh, I realized how how easy it is just to know that you're the righteousness of God. You don't need to prove you're the righteousness of God. You don't need to. Uh, quote a scripture to make yourself righteous. You don't need to fast to make yourself righteous or do anything. You are the righteousness of God because you were born. You were born righteous. That's And you can't change the way you were born, no matter how many changes or surgeries you want on the knife. You can't change what you are the same way you can't change yourself from being the righteousness of God. Amen? Um, I wanted to also, yeah, Matthew chapter 5, 17, okay? She, Priya covered it. She already mentioned it before. She said, you know, Uh, Seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Uh, I like the the Passion Translation, you know what it says? All these less important things shall be added unto you. All these earthly things, the, the things that the heathens run after and they look for. He says, your father already knows that you need these things. Okay, He knows it, but seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness his righteousness, his righteousness, amen? So uh, what it what it means is now, you are already made righteous, just renew your mind to that truth, okay? Renew your mind to the truth that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, not by what you do, but because it's who you are, okay? And um, why do you not, so if you are the righteousness of God, okay, why is it that sometimes you don't receive? Or why is it that sometimes that you don't, you find yourself, not receiving things here and there. Um, in Mark chapter four eleven, it says, you know, when uh, Jesus was talking about the faith as small as a mustard seed, he says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you shall say into this to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, <clears throat> and if you do not doubt in your heart, it shall be done. Uh, the word doubt there is double; it means double-minded. If you if you're double-minded, okay, about who you are you shall not receive. And in James 1, it, verse uh, 8, it says, uh, you do not receive because you are double-minded. Don't, let let such a man not ex- think that he shall expect anything from God because he's double-minded. Double-minded about who he is, double-minded about his righteousness. He, so, uh, you covered it earlier. She said like, you know, be single-minded, be single-eyed about who you are, about your righteousness. If you are single-minded about your righteousness, you shall receive all things, okay? And uh, so yeah, that's. I want to leave you with that and just know that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, amen? Keithu, want to help us finish up?
2: Okay, good morning. So, um, I think there's a lot of overlap. Now, I, I, yeah, a lot of synchronization, okay? Not overlap, but synchronization. Um, so, we, whatever we face in our lives, it's from a position of a son. A son is a new creature, like Priya said, and we are the righteousness of God. Not our righteousness, but his righteousness. Okay, now, um, it's written, I'll go to the first uh, scripture, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being, and the last Adam, that is Jesus, became a life-giving spirit. So a son is a giving spirit. You give That's how you receive. You receive and you give. The more you give, the more you will receive. This is the cycle, okay? And um, this has been the basis or very alive in my life in terms of relationships. This is how I've handled almost everything in my life is that knowing that we are sons, and we are life-giving spirits. So today my topic is in relationships and that too in marriages, marriage, and in, uh, with children, parenting. Okay, so uh, in Genesis it says that the husband and the wife are joined together and they are one spirit. They are one, okay? And it also says that in Galatians uh, 3.28, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. That is, this body is just a casing, but we are spirit beings. All sons are spirit beings, and we are yoked together to become one, one in Christ Jesus. Now um in my okay in any marriage how does the marriage hold you receive and you give life to your spouse likewise if you are the wife likewise the husband receives receives what Le- receives life from your father from our heavenly father and gives to the wife with Christ in the center and um So like I said, this has been the foundation of my relationship as well. So for a glorious marriage, this is what it is with Christ in the the center. Now what happens if one spouse is unbelieving? You be the life-giving spirit in the relationship. You be the life-giving spirit and you will still have a glorious marriage. I'll share my life. Uh, So I've shared my testimony when I came into the kingdom that every area of my life got resurrected. And one of the most significant areas was my career. So uh, I have shared that my practice was literally given on a platter to me as a gift by the grace of God. And from that point onwards, I started working on my practice till it became like a proper center, like a medical center. And uh, little did I know that eventually I would be giving this gift to my husband to start his venture, his private practice, which he started a couple of years back, and it just took off from day one. So that life that I received, I gave gave it to him. So that's how that is, that's the dynamics of a marriage. And um, this, this is not only in terms of our work, it's also at home. At home also, I am the life-giving spirit because he's the unbelieving one. He, doesn't, he has not seen the truth yet. And in Christ, for a son, all things are possible. Okay, So you can play multiple roles. You can be a mother, you can be a doctor, you can be a wife, and it's, you will be able to do it. So at home, also, life-giving spirit. So he's so drawn, drawn to this life because it's no more. It's really no more. It's not a physical attraction anymore. He's drawn to the life, the Christ that's in me. Gitanjali died. It's now Christ who's living this life through me. So he's so drawn for the uh, the wisdom, the clarity, the uh, motivation, encouragement. Okay, and um, so with this partnership, I we have I have encouraged him. Let's get into more business together, more business ventures. Um, he sometimes has reservations as to you know no you know it may not happen, may not work. But I said, the, I know that the word says that whatever my hand touches, it will be blessed. All the works of my hand. It's written in Deuteronomy 28. Um, can we scroll down? Yeah. And in all to which you set your hand, and he will bless you. He will bless all the works of your hand. Go down to 12, it says the same thing. And to bless the works, sorry, all the works of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Basically, it is Christ going into this venture. So it will be blessed. So I give the encouragement, I say, come on, let's do it. You know, it will work out and it has worked out. So he comes to me for more, uh, more push, more um, you know, like motivation to get into uh, certain uh, areas of his life. And there was once that uh, we had, um, um, there was an insurance company that tried to uh, cheat us and tried. And uh, it was it was a clear cut uh, clear cut case that they should have paid us for whatever insurance that we had taken for, and uh, they refused to giving a very uh, blatant lie. So I told my husband, let's take it to court. And but he he had reservations. He said, no, you know we have to spend money and all that. I said, no, we will win this case because it is Christ. taking it up, you know, taking it to court. And uh, so we took it up to court and uh, we won the case. But although he is not seeing the truth, I know the truth. And it, like I said, that is the dynamics. You are the life-giving spirit in any relationship. Okay, now... Now, for the longest time, um, I... uh, when I came into the kingdom, I have been going to church, you know going for fellowships, hiding I was a hiding believer for a long time okay um initially i I told my husband that yes i'm you know I'm going attending church, and there was some reaction, and I just you know like withdrew back so I stopped telling I started hiding, and I was tired of that, tired of hiding my Bible, tired of you know hiding and attending uh um uh, you know, uh, church and fellowships. Then I came across this truth, uh, Proverbs 28, 1, that the righteous are bold as lion, okay? So I came across this truth, and uh, the other truth was, uh, is that our words are spirit, and they are life, okay? So when, when, uh, when I saw this truth, I said, no, then I will go in speak i am bold as a lion i am the righteous so i said that i am going to church one day i just got courage and i just said i'm going to church and this time the response was okay so and the i so i started with sundays first then it was sundays and wednesdays now sundays wednesdays miscellaneous <laughs> and also ministry okay and um, but this this particular this truth was not only for that moment. From then on, I started becoming like a lion. I'll go and speak and proclaim the word to all my family members, to whoever I met. And you won't believe after that, I had a rapid, rapid uh, salvations happening in my home. You know, uh, my sister came into the kingdom, my brother, my son, my uh, cousin sister. So it was very rapid after that because I did not, I was not ashamed of the gospel anymore. I went and I just proclaimed the name of the Lord. And um, uh, yeah, so and this, uh, so being bold as a lion, this is in terms of our relationship. You keep speaking, you speak life. Okay, regardless of what the reaction is, because your words are power, it will accomplish what you have sent it for. Regardless of what the reaction is, it will override. Okay, and uh, the same um, the same truth was applicable in also in my work life. Okay, so business ventures, just go boldly, bold as a lion, go. If you feel you want to start something, go and start it, okay? Do not think otherwise because it is Christ doing it, amen? And, um, okay, now you may fret, okay, if you have an unbelieving spouse. You know, you may fret that, uh, oh, you know, he's not listening, she's not following, you know, um, it's, it's immoral, it's this, it's that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You continue speaking life into the situation. Don't condemn, speak life. And um, uh, it says in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 7, 14, Okay, for the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. So, sanctified here means made holy, set apart for good works. It also means that they receive the blessings through the believing spouse. Okay, so now there's nothing you need to do. Your father will do it for you. He will sanctify the unbelieving spouse. Now, uh, in Colossians 1.17, okay, just rest in this truth. He is before all things and in him, in Christ, all things hold together. Your marriages are held together in Christ regardless of the other uh, spouse being unbelieving he will hold it together and um, okay now uh i want to stress something here adultery is part of the curse in genesis 2 it says that uh, uh god tells eve you shall desire And long for your husband but he shall rule over you in Deuteronomy 28 uh, it says you shall betroth a wife and another man will lay next to her so this is part of the curse which we have already been redeemed we have redeemed from this curse now this is no more your portion your portion is fidelity loyalty faithfulness just look at the life of Abraham just like what um, Hebron shared. okay Abraham twice willingly sent his wife but who was it who sanctified her it was our father he sanctified he didn't Abraham didn't do anything uh, it was our father who sanctified her and sent her back to Abraham okay so that's 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 our portion our inheritance and it just gets added on onto us okay now with children this has still been uh the basis of my relationship with my both my sons okay i deal with them first as a son then a mother first from a position of a son now a son is a life-giving spirit I speak life into them, regardless of what they're doing. Speak life, say positive. I won't say positive things, but it's life, life that will bear life. Okay. And uh, so when I'm speaking to my elder son and he says that uh, mom, this is tough, that's tough in school. And I'll say, and, and I tell him that if anyone is to excel in your school, it will be you so i keep saying that again and again to him and to my little one i'll say you are ahead in your class <laughs> so i just just keep speaking life and you will see that that actually happens you know it gets formed it manifests in their life because your words are spirit and they are life okay and um, and i was uh, at one point as my elder son i shared this last week. I'll share it again for the benefit of all. Uh, as my eldest son was entering teenagehood, I thought I needed to be very strict. Okay, because of the influences from the world. So YouTube and Instagram and all the social media uh, platforms. So it was a very iron fisted um, kind of uh, uh, ruling at home. And all of a sudden this Isaiah 54 13, Uh, was impressed upon in my heart. All your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. I explained to you last week. The word peace here means order. Order in your children's lives. Order in their minds. Order in uh, their their well-being, wholeness. Okay? So... When it was impressed upon me and uh, then I I decided I will release just ground rules and release and that's it I rested and I saw that my father took care of everything my son was sanctified he was uh, he came to a company of students good students from the world. Good students, good children from the world uh, was his company. He started excelling in his academics, in sports, in extracurricular activities, and, uh, and this is without any of my efforts, none of mine, no part of me there. And uh, today, he is top five in his school of 400 students in his standard, okay? And uh, this is without tuition he does his own studying everything he does on his own uh, just coming from within him okay and uh, so this is how i'm uh, this is how things have shifted in the life of my my parenting life and with my little one same thing same thing i stood on the same truth although the world was trying to put an identity on my uh, my little son saying that, okay, he is not talking. And I know that he was talking, probably not as much as other children, but that the world was trying to put an identity on him. And I said, no, I told myself that my children will be taught by the Lord. Okay, that's it. Uh, but just for my husband's sake, I took some classes for, I took classes, five day classes for my little one. But then this, is not of any of my effort that he is today able to read storybooks on his own, able to count one to hundred on his own, none of m- my part. He is completely taught by the Lord. Amen. And, um, and in Christ, you are seated in the Holy of Holies. Okay, in the tabernacle, Holy of Holies is the most sacred, the most Ho- the holiest place where there is no sweat, there is peace, there's calm and it's holy, so nothing can touch it. And that's where we are seated. In the uh, we are, this is where we dwell. in the secret place, this is the secret place of the Most High. And Psalm 91 says, "When you are seated here, this is your position, OK? This is where you are. OK? Thousand may fall on your side. Ten thousand on your right side. Nothing will touch you. Okay. No evil will befall you. No disease can come near your tent, your dwelling, your family, and He will give charge for. Uh, he will give angels charge regarding you. Okay. And this has been so real in my life uh, when I uh, encountered this truth. It became so real in my life that uh, I had a. I had multiple supernatural protection. Uh, over uh, incidences over my children. Uh, there was once that uh, there was a particular week that I wanted to travel uh, abroad, leaving my children back and I, I, somehow, I selected one specific week for travel. And I did not send my little uh, three-year-old f- uh, to school that that week. And uh, when I came back, I found out that that was the week that uh, hand, foot, and mouth outbreak happened throughout Mumbai in all schools. So when I came back, that epidemic had just died down, that breakout had just died down, and then he went to school. So it was a very supernatural, um, I can say supernatural uh, incident where I had to decide to go away and not send him to school For him to escape that whole thing yeah and uh, there was another incident when he was uh, my the little one was even younger okay i left him i put him to sleep left him on the bed put uh, you know like bolsters around him like barriers barricades and i left the room when i came i heard him cry and i thought oh no he must have rolled out off the bed (laughs) so i went to the room And I saw he was sitting on his butt uh, on the floor and he was crying. But I saw that, I also saw that he did not just fall off the bed. There was a pillow from the bed to the floor and he just rolled down that. Now, that is super, I don't know how that would have happened, Uh, but it happened and he just rolled and had a slight thud on his butt. That's it. This was when he was eight or 10 months old. So such supernatural um, incidences in the family. And uh, the recent one was, I was leaving my little one again with my nanny alone. And I remembered the CCTV was not working on that day. And on that very day, there was um, her, the, the nanny's name, Rinki, okay, was called two to three times, and she thought I was at home. (laughs) She thought literally that ma'am is calling me, so I have to be alert. She was in the room with the baby, so she thought ma'am was at home, but I wasn't there, and when she related this story to me, I knew exactly what had happened, okay? So parents, just rest. The Lord, our Father, knows how to take care of our children, and of our spouses, <laughs> okay? And no one can do a better job than him. Amen.
0: Um, I want to read one and just bringing it all together. So Hebron spoke about finances. Gitu spoke about relationships, marriage, but you can see one common thing in all. First, what does the Holy Spirit do in both? He shows the truth. There is no prayer request going on here. It's fine to pray and all, but then you'll get frustrated after some time because the kingdom works in a certain manner. It is written in the Bible. So now we have to flow with the Holy Spirit. Then you won't get frustrated. Then you'll start seeing life very fast. It's because now you're co-laboring with the Holy Spirit. So they both saw truth. Hebron was also Lion King. He saw, he sanctified it. When they said, come on now, negotiate, negotiate. Nope. This is what I want or I don't even want it. So he sanctifies, he stays and then they come back to him. Geetu also, she sees the truth that oh, the world is doing a certain way of parenting the children, but I don't need to do it that way. Here it says the inherent, inheritance of righteousness, the blessing of righteousness is that my kids will be taught by the Lord. The blessing of being righteousness, I don't need to be insecure about my husband or my wife, where she's going, who she's talking to. The blessing is because now I'm in this realm that my father is keeping all things sanctified for me. That's the inheritance. Adam doesn't have a father. He has God. His relationship in the old, including David, everybody, Moses, whoever you're reading in the old, was God and man. They had to do something to get something. Still the father was merciful. He gave a way out. That's why the blood offering even in the old. A bulls and goat. But for you and me, the relationship is father and son. And there's such a rich inheritance of righteousness for you. And so how do you constantly separate? they both separated. You can see the dividing line that they do. Like she was doing certain things, trying to control her kids, maybe the way the world is doing it. And then suddenly she sanctifies, separates it by the truth. Oh, this is my inheritance. Sanctify, separate. And now you can see the minute she does that, the minute both of them do that, there is a difference inheritance. Like life is easily flowing in those situations. So now I want to, just read this one verse it's in James I haven't put it up there James chapter 1 verse 21 therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness what is meekness it says strength under control meek that means you can but you don't it's like that with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul what does it say receive the implanted word which is able to save your soul the Bible says beloved I pray that you prosper in all things that means in all areas and be in health even as your soul prospers how will the soul prosper? The father just wants you to be single minded about whose you are. Adam, we are in son. We are not in Adam. Bloodline changed. I'm in son. Now just relax. You're in son. There is a vast inheritance for you that here Adam needs to figure out. He's an orphan. But you have a father. Relax in all things. That's what Sonship is. Resting. Now see this. Verse 22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving who? Deceiving? Deceiving ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's like the Indian in Sri Lanka. If he doesn't believe it, he's just deceiving himself. And he loses his whole inheritance because his government was also different. Everything was different but he's just forgotten. So he doesn't receive anything. Deceiving himself for if anyone is a hearer of the word. So you hear this word and not a doer. Doing part for us is not forgetting, okay? He is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror for he observes himself, goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. The Indian in Sri Lanka forgetting he's Indian. He thinks he's Sri Lankan because he's hanging on with Sri Lankans. But, okay, for he observes himself, goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, sanctify, I'm this, I'm born here, and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Who is the one who is receiving Someone who is hearing and not forgetting. What does Jesus say about the person who built the house on the rock and the sand? The difference, the wind and the storm came to both. But one was a hearer and a doer. The one was a hearer but not a doer. So this one got hit but this one stood. This one died but this one didn't. All things, beloved, are very, very easy. And the father wants to show you how good he is. Because the devil screwed it up. I use the F word. Fuck off only to the devil. Get behind me, Satan. In my language is that. I'll abuse, I'll abuse him. Use all the abuses to the one who deserves all the abuses. But what did the devil do? He screwed up the Father's image in your eyes. And so now the cross is such a divider to show you the abnormality. No sickness, no. No poverty, no. I died so that every drop of, drop of Jesus' blood can be good so that the Father wants to be good to you. But how can his goodness come in in your life? Single-mindedness about who you are. Don't listen to his BS. We say bad scripture. I'm saying something else right now <laughs> don't listen to all of his lies all his bad scripture yeah he's giving you misrepresenting the father slandering the father no you come you separate my father is good and the cross that's why I like to see it is because he deceives and so a lot of times he'll make you think it's normal for this to happen in your life. It's normal. It's not normal. I saw adultery. I was like, whoa, I showed it to Gita. I was like, hey, listen, this is a curse, man. And this comes from Adam, from the curse. So in Christ, then I saw Abraham's life and all, I was like, wow, dude, who's separating? Righteousness, gift of righteousness, no adultery will touch you. You can relax wives and husbands. The father will keep your husband's and wife's eyes on each other. The Father is doing all things for you. It's the gift of righteousness. Rest in it. But see, we can just so conform easily to the ways of the world that you don't sanctify. You think it's normal. Sanctification. So all things, everything, the truth is what? The Holy Spirit is guiding you into all truth. And you see that truth. Now you're not trying to become it. Yes, this is mine. Now you rest in it. And in that time, don't forget what manner of man you are. Yeah, I'm not Adam. I'm in Christ. I'm putrajat. Yes? So now I want you to pray. Please don't write to me about saying bad words and all. I'll just ignore it. Okay? Uh, Say, I want you to give a tithe. Just say, Father, I'm a son in your kingdom. Jesus, you're my high priest. And right now, I give you a tithe of all the increase of all the understanding, of all the life that came to my ears. And just worship Him him right now. Just say this. Just say, Jesus, I'm single-minded about who I am. I'm a son of Your blood. I'm born from above. I thank You, Holy Spirit. You're showing me truths in my life about who I am and I rest in them. I thank you. I'm in another realm, and you are my Father. Amen.